So, welcome to the latest edition of the Consultants Conversations, the podcast series of the consultants community, where we talk to some of the consultants that make up our community and find out a bit more about the services they offer to businesses. Today, we've got James Killick from Launchpad here. Hi, James. Hi, thank you for having me. No worries. And we're going to have a chat around um, a framework that James has created to analyse where technology can be employed in a business to help it expand by helping it become more efficient and to increase its bottom line, which is something I know as a business owner I definitely want to do is increase the bottom line. So um, I'll pass over to you to tell us a bit more. Yeah, so it's, it's very much in line with the consultants community. Um, what I do is when an existing business comes to me, um, they're essentially looking for ways in which to expand or to, to make their operations more efficient. So um, I've designed this, this framework of about seven different items where we kind of look at what the business is doing now and work out if there are any pain points or if there are any manual um, elements that can be improved or automated. And um, obviously from my perspective, Launchpad being a software development agency, we're always looking to employ tech uh, in order to make it more efficient or to increase revenue. Well, I think definitely tech's the way to go. You can't do everything yourself, and there's a lot of automation out there, and I know everybody's talking a lot about AI and things like that, but I don't think we even need to go that far, really, do we? No. What's kind of the first step out of those seven that you've mentioned? Oh, well, I mean, when you're about four or five years into a business, you've essentially pivoted more times than you can count. You've you've reacted to things in the market, and, and if you survive that long, you're starting to be successful. Now, what, what we look at is, is really getting back down to, to the crux of the business. You know, what is the product? What is the USP? It's always the best place to start, and I, and I call it reacquainting the business owner with the business. Definitely useful. Always best to check in, because I think you, kind of, you lose focus on your own business more than anything else, don't yeah. you? So, so, we've refocused on the business. What, what are we looking for when we're doing that kind of refocus? So I always start with the product or service that the business is offering. Um, <clears throat> often, you know, with all of this pivoting and changing, you've actually put layer upon layer upon layer. And, and with products and services, the best solution is always the most simple solution. It's easiest for the clients to understand, easiest for the clients to use. So we, we go do a little deep dive into the products that, that the person is offering, make sure that they are, uh, you know, if, if for instance, um, they have a broad, um, uh, a broad selection of services, we look at those ones that are most effective and we say, well, why don't we target this? Or um, from the customer side of things, um, we look at which, which niche is actually working best. And so we start the focus towards, um, you know, a particular niche and a particular um, aspect of the business offering. So it's really key to not just think about your business, but who your business is dealing with as yeah. well. So you've got to kind of think about the end user and how they're going to benefit from this as well. Yeah. So, I mean, on, on that note, um, profiling the customer is, is massively important, especially when you come over to tech, the tech side of things, um, understanding what their needs are and also what their desires are. I mean, it's not just tech that this, this is rewarding, for instance, with marketing. If you know that your customers tend to spend a lot of time on Reddit or they tend to use their phones and never go onto their desktop, um, that, that's, that's outlining what channels you should be using in marketing. I suppose the key there is to find the ones that are best for your business because yep. you know, there's a lot of channels out there nowadays as we all see. Kind of, there seems to be a new one popping up all the time and I can't even pretend to understand all of them. Um, I struggle with the basics. But um, is there kind of areas where you know, when you're leveraging those channels should you also be looking to eliminate some? 
Yeah, hundred percent. And um, I think that that has a good crossover with working out what the business owner is doing. So working out where they're spending their time. If, for instance, they're trying to manage everything, they you know, if you're looking at marketing, they've got their Instagram, they've got their Facebook, they've got their AdWords, and so on. Um, picking a channel that actually works for them and 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 getting rid of the other around around the edge um, really gives it focus. And and it also obviously cuts the amount of time that the uh, business owner is spending on something that isn't effective. Okay, let's just take, let's just take typical standard kind of business out there. I know there's not really such a thing, but you know what I mean when I say that kind of. What if you were applying technology to one part of a business? What would that part be? Where would you kind of want to go as that first step for somebody that isn't using it so much at the moment, but they're now they've looked at their business, they've thought, right, I need to use tech. What should their first protocol be? I think it has to be a CRM system. Um, you know, so many people that I talk to are using paper filing or they're using the Excel spreadsheets. They don't have an automated way to communicate with their clients. Um, and look, there are, I, should, I should note, there are a million good um, off-the-shelf solutions. Uh, custom software isn't for everyone. But there's about 10% of, of companies that actually benefit from having something custom tailored towards their needs, the needs of their staff and the needs of their customers. And when it comes to kind of custom tailored software, let's, if I'm buying it off the shelf and I'm getting it custom, what's the price difference? Am I paying a lot more for the custom? Is it in kind of the same area or just as a, as a ballpark kind of thing? Oh, I, mean, yeah. I know it's a bit of a how long is a bit of string, but you know, are we talking massive differences? The, the best I can do is give you an example. So one of the industries I'm working in at the moment is the NDIS industry. And so uh, there are a few CRM systems out there and they actually cost more than the custom software, especially over a two year period. So one of them, the, the setup was 50 or 60 grand um, and the monthly cost was two, 300. Um, and it goes up the more users that you add into it. And the, the, the equivalent solution that we designed for them actually only costed 25 grand um, to be paid over the milestones of the development. And also at that 25 grand, um, you can usually claim back 40% uh, of it on uh, R&D incentives from the government. Nice, and obviously, yeah, the, the NDIS, the, that National Disability Insurance Scheme, is something that we're hearing a lot more about, kind of, you know, it's things that people need to know about and things like that, and there's, yeah. a, lot of, there's a lot of opportunities there. So, I mean, just, just basically, if you could give, you've got one minute with a business owner and you can give them one bit of advice about how they should be using technology in their business. What is it? So um, <clears throat> automation, it has to be automation. It, whether it's them or a key, a key staff member, you, they will be doing manual labor tasks, something that, that, that takes 10 hours a week that they don't need to be doing, that technology can automate for them. Um, if they can nail what that issue is, what we call a pain point, and we can apply um, a piece of custom tech to, to automate it, um, then you're obviously gaining that 10 hours a week to do something much more valuable, like prospecting new clients. Yeah. And if, if, if businesses have already got various bits of technology in place, you know, most people I know have MailChimp or something similar yeah. in place, but not a CRM, so to speak. How does that work if I decide, right, I'm going to get a CRM? Do I scrap MailChimp? Do I find one that works with it? What's the best approach to kind of take to growing my technology base if I've already got a few bits to start with? Well, one of the great things that we do is all of the integrations and uh, when you've got lots and lots of systems talking, we build what's called an ERP. So it's like a centralized system and uh, through the use of APIs, which are connectors, 
um, you can link all of these different pieces of software into your one main um, internal system, ERP system. Great. Well, that certainly put a few things in my mind. I'm going to go away and look at my technology and my CRM and see if I should be looking at different things. But um, I think we'll just we'll wrap up there for the day. Do you have a, a final thought to, to leave our listeners with? Um, I will just, aside from all of the other things that I've said, um, I will say make sure you're leveraging every possible channel you can be. You know, whether we're talking about marketing or communication channels, one of the big things at the moment are apps. Obviously, everyone wants an app. Can you leverage that channel of communication to upsell to your clients to earn more revenue? Great. Well, thank you very much for your time today, James. I know I've learned a lot and I hope you guys listening have too. Um, Join us soon for the next episode of the Consultants Conversations. And as always, keep the conversation going. Thanks, everybody.